electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Good morning, everyone. I'm Julia Borston. I'm very excited to be here for our Tech Check Plus live stream with Bohan, the CEO of Buzzer. Bo, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Hey, hey Julia. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So you have some big news. Let's start with the news before we get into Buzzer and the future of sports. What is this news that you're announcing with DAZN? Today, we are proud to announce our partnership with DAZN, our first multi-sport streaming partnership uh, that allows friction-free access to live moments uh, in boxing uh, for the year of 2022. So what does that actually mean for consumers? Friction-free access? Are you talking about short video clips? What does this mean for consumers who want to access that boxing content? Yeah, so uh, that's a great question. We, we want to sit in between long-form live that's really optimized for linear television and short-form near-live clips that are really optimized for Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, and Instagram. So how does Buzzer and DAZN really corner this market around short-form live that's really optimized for mobile? So simply put, you let us know what you're interested in and we'll let you know when those interesting moments happen. So let's take a step back. Why don't you explain what is Buzzer? What is this business? I know you you came from Twitter. You have a lot of experience with this short form content, the way people are increasingly communicating now. But what is your business? Yeah, Buzzer is a notification first live platform that gives you friction free access to live moments in sports. Uh, the product inspiration around Buzzer came during my time at Twitter, as you mentioned, uh, where interesting moments that happen live in sports, more likely than not, they're trending on Twitter, right? And when you're seeing the uh, tweets and you're watching the game, um, that is a great second screen experience for you. But if not, then you should have this emotion, this FOMO of trying to find the nearest TV or sports bar, trying to figure out what channel or subscription is part of. Uh, what Buzzer does is become that last mile technology uh, that connects leaned in fans with these live but ephemeral moments in sports. So how do we quickly get you to the source of the excitement? So what's the business model then? How much do consumers pay? A lot of consumers are used to, to getting their sports through the TV bundle or getting content online, such as through Twitter, ad supported. People don't usually associate with Twitter type content as something they pay for. Yeah, that's a great question. One of the um, consumer trends that we're seeing is that there is a saturation of subscription products. It's very crowded. Um, also, consumers are becoming more and more fatigued by subscription products. So one of the products that we've built is an authentication product, which just simply means you tell us what you currently subscribe to and authenticate those subscriptions with us. If the live look-in falls within the rights that you already pay for, it's free. Right. If not, then you pay the micropayment. So uh, the micropayment comes in increments of 99 cents. So imagine uh, you getting a notification that says Steph Curry coming down to the wire. He has the ball 99 cents to see if he can actually hit a buzzer reader, uh, which actually happened on buzzer uh, three weeks ago. So for something like that, consumers would be prompted to pay if they haven't already logged in and shown that they say pay for a cable TV package. Yes, we, we want to be very clear here that we want to complement all the subscription products out there and all the partners out there. And that's why our partnership with the zone was very important because 
there's so many subscription products out there, right? And so how do we, as a service for consumers, curate your subscriptions uh, based off of what you're interested in, what you would like to watch, but also uh, make it a very timely discovery experience where we alert you when those moments matter. And, uh, and if not, then you, you pay the micropayment. And so which are the platforms that you're integrating with? I mean, people already pay for ESPN Plus. They might already pay for DAZN or Fubo. Those are all streaming sports services. And then, of course, you have the traditional pay TV packages. Yeah, our primary audience is Gen Z and younger millennials who are traditionally not subscription-based generation. If you look at the gaming industry, it is very much a digital goods a la micropayments platform, right? And so we want to target an audience that is core never where they wouldn't normally subscribe on day one, but maybe after a few months of a la carte consumption, you justify, you know, you maybe you should have a subscription. So again, we want to target an audience that is not addressable by television, that is not addressable by subscription, but at the same time, recognize that current consumers also have subscriptions. So how do we curate and make those moments discoverable for you? So once your user base, like right now, and you mentioned you're targeting millennials and Gen Z, but how big do you think the addressable market is for this service? I mean, it's it's a great question. I mean, we're, we're seeing a few trends here. One is cord cutting, right? And, and how do we slow down the cloak, uh, cord cutting by simply curating existing subscriptions that you have, whether it be a cable subscription or other OTT platforms. But I do think that, you know, sports piracy right now is a $28 billion a year problem. So uh, if we can just have a fraction of that, that is a multi-billion dollar opportunity in terms of addressable audience. And we do feel that, Piracy is simply supply not really meeting the consumer demand. So how do we make these moments very friction-free uh, and ease to access, especially because these live moments are live and ephemeral? Yeah, it's interesting when you think about alternatives to piracy and you think about the music industry for so many years, people were pirating music because there wasn't an easy low cost, cost alternative. And then once people discovered things like Spotify and that became a real alternative, people were like, well, I could I could do this instead of going to the trouble of, of pirating music. So it sounds like your real competition, you think, is piracy as opposed to a more traditional pay TV option. Yes, yeah, sports is a social experience, right? Julia, if you're watching an exciting game, more likely than not, you're texting someone, you're tweeting, um, you're telling someone about it, right? And so how do we make that moment easily shareable and easily accessible? And we do feel that accessibility, affordability, and even con convenience is something that will conveniently or uh, effectively pirate, um, fight piracy. Um, you know, back to your music example, it wasn't until on iTunes from albums to songs to the actual iPod itself, right? And so affordability and convenience of accessing the content, especially the songs, piracy eventually meant what went away. And we feel that uh, we can apply the similar uh, hypothesis uh, to that. Yeah, but you're also in such a crowded space. You know, I just named, in addition to DAZN, there's Fubo and there's ESPN Plus, there's the traditional players people are watching. Um, as you mentioned, the Super Bowl and all sorts of different platforms on NBC.com um, and on the NFL's mobile networks. Why do consumers and these brands need to partner with you as opposed to just going directly to the source? Absolutely. Right now, we're currently in an unbundled state of media, right? Which means that even if you don't have cable, you're sitting on four, five, six different subscriptions that don't talk to one another, right? And so now you don't know what you're paying for and where to find what, right? And so if Buzzer as a service can simply just 
compile all your subscriptions together and curate these moments and make them uh, discoverable for you, that is a service in itself. And if it also falls outside the subscription, if we can have a very convenient and affordable way for you to access that moment um, per moment a la carte, uh, we feel that that nicely complements the broader uh, you know, subscription ecosystem. So again, we're not competing, we're complementing here. Yeah, I think it was interesting to look at your range of partners. And, and I saw that it has included both NBA League Pass, WNBA League Pass, PGA Tour, the NHL, and FanDuel. How do all of these partners get value from working with you? And, um, and I see that these are past partnerships, but do you imagine partnering with all of the leagues or would you like to partner with all the leagues on a permanent basis? Yeah, one of the one of the quintessential problems that we have as an industry is how do we engage with the next generation live, right? If you're looking at uh, live viewership numbers specifically for sports, it ranges between mid 40s to in, well into the 50s itself, right? And, and so, the most valuable asset that we can all agree on in the sports industry is live sports rights. So, how do we get the next generation to consume our most valuable asset? Right. And so um, it is our intention to partner with all the leagues, uh, all the networks, all the streaming platforms, RSNs and any other, um, you know, uh, any other players within the ecosystem. Because, again, we're th thoughtfully uh, building products to really complement their business models, not actively compete with them. Our average so, demo. Oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Red. Our average demo on buzzer is 25 years old. Eighty three percent of our audience is a millennial or Gen Z. Right. And so last year during our beta phase, we found that 72% of our audience that bought a live moment via micropayments um, was between 18 to 28 years old. That's a very powerful stat when the average demographic that watches live sports on television is late 40s, early 50s. Yeah, certainly. So, you know, you mentioned competing with piracy. What else is your main competition right now? To be quite honest, you know, we've really cornered a very specific niche, which is short form live. That's really curated to you and what you're interested in. Right. And so, um, you know, later tonight, I encourage you to go on buzzer and, and opt into best of Olympic moments. And we would actually deep link you out to NBC and Peacock for these live moments that are happening in the Olympics, uh, rather than watching it on a highlight or clip later on social platforms. So again, we want to make these moments that are magical, that happens to be the most marketable moments in a game, this easily discoverable for consumers, especially the next generation. And so what is your arrangement with the likes of an NBC or Peacock to drive people over to that content? Right now, it's just editorial, right? So we have editorial notifications that say, hey, Nathan Chen is about to skate long form. Um, once you click onto the mobile notification, we directly um, kick you over to Peacock, right? And so again, what we're trying to do is really eliminate the friction between you having to then go on television, trying to find out what's, what channel it's on or what subscription it's part of. It's just one tap and we're sending you over to Peacock so that you can consume that live moment very quickly. So I want to just take a step back and look at the company that you founded back in 2020. You launched in fall of 2021. Can you give us a sense of how many users you have now? I mean, the company isn't that old, but what your growth trajectory is so far? Yeah, we're, we're, we're past uh, three months into our public release. And we're in the hundreds and thousands. So we can't disclose uh, exact numbers here. But what we're seeing is that we're seeing weekly active users increase by 5X month over month, uh, specifically for the month of November and December. And so we're seeing high engagement during these live windows, and we're seeing that we're seeing some, 
simple service that we're providing in terms of making these moments easily discoverable and curated. And so we're functioning purely as a discovery and curation platform that are a lot of our consumers see value in. And what is your ultimate sort of average revenue per user? Are people just going to pay for micro moments or do you want to get people to sign up and have a direct relationship with you? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. One of the uh, elements of us being a neutral aggregator is that we want to be the go-to destination for these live and short form moments. So again, you know, we're very particular about building that last mile tech. You mentioned our partnership with FanDuel because we believe that every notifiable moment on Buzzer is also a bettable moment, right? And you're seeing different types of sports fans and different types of users. So we tend to, we want to cater to each of those different users, whether it be a sports better, a Gen Z or millennial fan, or even a casual fan itself. So that last mile tech is essential in terms of extensions, whether it be betting, NFTs, merchandising, even ticketing, right? And so uh, we want to understand what consumers are interested in and how to extend uh, that experience to other aspects beyond buzzer. You got to explain your NFT play here. Everyone's talking about NFTs. Yeah, I mean, one of the hypotheses I have is, I I call it the Ted Williams corollary, right? When you ask folks where they were for Ted Williams' last game, over a half a million people say they were there for a stadium full of 6,000 people. So one of the things that I think could be really cool and compelling about NFTs is just digitizing the ticket stub. I grew up collecting ticket stubs and I have shoe boxes full of that in my parents' house. Why? Because I wanted to remember um, that was there, right? And so how do we enable blockchain technology to, to certify, to verify that Julia was there and also create a digital memento that's personalized to you with an emotion attached. So um, that's just kind of a quick preview of how we think about NFTs and how we think about the future. Well, we could talk about blockchain and NFTs all day. It is a, a very exciting subject, especially when it comes to the world of sports and sports memorabilia. But we're going to have to leave it here. Bo, thank you so much for talking to us today about Buzzer and your new partnership with DAZN. Thanks so much, Julia. That's it for Tech Check Plus. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.